at Jared, we know devotion isn't a once a year occasion. And once the flowers have wilted and the chocolates have disappeared, you'll still want them to know how much you care. Dare to give a gift that lasts this Valentine's Day with our incredible selection of jewelry. From delicate rose gold to bold black diamonds, Jared has hundreds of pieces under $299 and exclusive collections you won't find anywhere else. Shop online or find a store near you at jared.com and dare to be devoted. Welcome to the Skull King Football Podcast, presented by Vox DFS Firelines. Now, here are your hosts, Justin and Ryan Skullrude. Hello and welcome to yet again another episode of the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Skullrude. I'm doing a solo show for you tonight. And uh, tonight uh, we're going to go over kind of the best and worst performances of the week, which there were a lot of really bad performances and there were a lot of really good performances. And hopefully you were on the correct side of those performances. Uh, we've got uh, just a little bit of news, uh, not a whole lot, a couple of injuries, uh, one of them really significant. And then we will do a quick look at the, uh, the Monday Night Football game uh, for you know whoever has players left to kind of see who's uh, who's going to be playing in there and who might be a, a possible help to your team. So why don't we go ahead and get started? Today's headlines. All right. So uh, in today's headlines, uh, we'll start with we'll start with the bad news and just get that out of the way. Uh, it looks like Jimmy Garoppolo most likely has torn his ACL. If you saw, um, if you saw the play, you really—I mean, you'd see it was a—it was a non-contact injury. No one was around him. He plans to try to turn and then gets hit, but by then his knee was already collapsing. Uh, This—I mean, just looking at it to begin with, it looked like an ACL. So he is most likely done for the season. Um, which means that C.J. Bethart's going to be uh, the quarterback most likely for San Francisco. The only reason I mention that is if George Kittle is still around or someone is is questioning whether or not they should keep George Kittle with Garoppolo going down, the answer is you need to go get him now because – for those of you who don't remember, Bethard a couple of years ago was at the University of Iowa. And guess who his tight end was at the University of Iowa? George Kittle. So we have some, some, uh, some connection there that may be uh, uh, a good way to go uh, if you can uh, find uh, something to trade for him if you don't have him already. Uh, another bit of news. Uh, in the five minutes left in the game tonight, uh, for Arizona and Chicago, or today, uh, Josh Rosen was put in to replace Sam Bradford. They had pretty much seen enough of Sam Bradford, figured that it wasn't going to work out. And so they gave Rosen a shot, and right now they are not yet committing to starting Sam Bradford for week four. So it looks like uh, Rosen uh, very well could get the start next week at home against the Seattle Seahawks, whose defense played pretty well today. Uh, against that Dallas offensive line. Uh, looks like Baker Mayfield is going to be announced Monday as the starter from here on out, as far as we can tell, for the, the Browns, which should be 
an obvious choice at this point, considering that uh, Tyrod Taylor was just unable to move the ball at all this last week. And as soon as Baker Mayfield came in, that offense saw a, a massive jump start. So that is definitely something to uh, to be looking at. So, uh, And the last bit of news, uh, for those of you who got to see the Sunday Night Football game, uh, congratulations to the Detroit Lions. They now have a 100-yard rusher for the first time since Reggie Bush did it in 2013. Carry on Johnson finished with 16 carries for 101 yards against the New England Patriots as the Lions beat the Patriots tonight 26 to I believe it was 26 to 10. Yep, that's correct. So, uh, congratulations to the Lions. Matt Patricia getting his first win as a head coach against his old coach. So, uh, that's uh, that pretty much does it for the the major headlines for today. So now what we're going to get into is our uh, our weekly segment on Sunday night, uh, Kings and Stings. Who are the guys that we can that we you know absolutely killed it for us, and the guys that absolutely killed our team? So here we go. Starting off with the quarterbacks, uh, our three kings for the quarterbacks. Uh, start off with with the shootout, basically that happened. That uh, a lot of people were predicting that this was this game was turning out was going to turn out to be like this. Uh, Drew Brees starts us off, three hundred ninety six yards, three passing TDs, two rushing TDs. So for those of you who have a difference in your league between uh, passing TDs at four points and rushing at six, uh, you know, big game for for Drew Brees. Uh, getting a a few extra points in there because of those. Uh, number two, Matt Ryan, 374 yards, five TDs. Uh, for those of you who read my uh, DFS uh, value picks article, he was actually pretty cheap today. I want to say it was like 5,700 bucks on DraftKings. Uh, he was my my quarterback pick to be a, a great value for the lineup today. It turns out he uh, played very well. Now, don't get me started on the other three picks that I made. You know. My picks haven't been all that great so far, but he was definitely uh, my best pick of the day. Um, just a, a great game uh, throwing the ball around. So, uh, And uh, uh, number three, or number three king, is Cam Newton. He only had 150 yards passing and two TDs, but he also finished with 10 rushes for 36 yards and two TDs on the ground. So four total TDs from him. So a good game from Cam Newton. And uh, besides that, he also becomes the all-time uh, leading – how do I put this? Uh, he has more rushing touchdowns than any other quarterback in NFL history. So congratulations to Cam Newton on that. As far as our stings, the guys that just really screwed us over this week, uh, <laughs> at the quarterback position, Kirk Cousins, 296 yards, one touchdown, one interception and three fumbles, two of which they lost. So it was a rough day for the Minnesota Vikings at home against the Buffalo Bills, who got crushed two weeks in a row at home themselves. So a very interesting game today. Uh, not a whole lot of production. There was only a couple of people that actually did much of anything in that game. So. Um, moving on, Tom Brady is our number two, 133 passing yards, one TD, one interception, just a rough game overall for the, for the Patriots. Um, they will definitely be looking to turn that around this next week. They still have another week where they're without Edelman. 
and uh, we'll see if uh, Josh Gordon can get into that offense and see what he can do to kind of help them out. I know one of the reasons why he's not in there, most likely, they say it's a hamstring. Well, his hamstring could still very well be uh, giving him some issues. I think that uh, it's also he doesn't know the playbook. And once he gets to that point, I think he'll, uh, you know, he could uh, really help them out on the offense. And our third QB sting is Dak Prescott. 168 yards, only one TD, two interceptions to Earl Thomas that he threw this week. Uh, so, again, Dak has been struggling. He is not a guy that you want in your lineups. It is just not working out right now for Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. Moving on to our running back kings. And uh, really, we've got two guys uh, on the top of this list who have basically been doing it all. I mean, they, they have been the top of this list for you know all three weeks, basically. Uh, Alvin Kamara, 16 carries for 66 yards. Not great efficiency there. However, 15 catches for 124 yards. That's the thing about this, this uh, Saints offense is they can pass the crap out of the ball, and they have the weapons to catch it. It's just it is amazing to watch that offense work. So Kamara having a, no touchdowns, but having a huge, huge productive day anyways. Uh, number two, Todd Gurley, 23 rushes for 105 yards, a TD. He also had five catches for 51 yards out of the backfield. Uh, great game from Gurley as they as the Rams really just took apart the, uh, the, the Chargers today. And old man time hasn't slowed him completely down yet. Adrian Peterson with 19 carries, 120 yards, and two TDs. Uh, I had one team that went up against both Gurley and Peterson this week. So that's plus a couple other guys that are on on our Kings list later today. So, um, so yeah, Peterson, you know, had a great game himself. And uh, you know we'll see if we'll see if this can uh, continue for him. I know that last year he was really having some issues. Last week he wasn't doing all that great. So, and uh, just because uh, I have a couple of honorable mentions for running backs this week, uh, Christian McCaffrey, twenty-eight rushes for a hundred and eighty-four yards. No one thought that he could be a workhorse like that, and he he has proven to be quite a quite the dynamic player. I mean, we all saw what he was able to do last year, catch the ball out of the backfield. No one thought that he could, you know, be able to really run the ball well, run between the tackles. 28 carries, 184 yards, an amazing game for Christian McCaffrey. So he gets an honorable mention. The other one is Carlos Hyde. Now, I don't know who I, who have actually heard the story, but Carlos Hyde Wednesday played in Thursday night game. Wednesday night, his significant other went into the hospital to be induced uh, for the birth of their child, and still had, the baby still had not been born Thursday. He had to get a police escort from the hospital to get to the stadium in time for the game, for warm-ups and everything. Gets to the game, plays, finishes with 23 rushes, 98 yards, two TDs, had a couple catches as well, running on pure adrenaline because he pretty much hadn't slept the night before, you know, with his wife, with his, uh, with uh, his uh, girlfriend, fiance, whatever, uh, with the mother of his child, you know, in labor. So, uh, congratulations to Carlos Hyde on, uh, on again for uh, honorable mention for uh, King of the Week in the running back position. All right, now for our running back stings. Uh, 
Starting it off, Chris Thompson, who's been very productive this year, a lot of people expect big things out of him, finishes the game because of Adrian Peterson having the game that he had. Six rushes for 17 yards, one reception for zero yards. He really had no no role whatsoever in this game. Um, basically, it was it was the Adrian Peterson show. Uh, number two, the Miami Dolphins win to go to three and zero, in spite of the fact that their starting running back has five rushes for three yards and two receptions for seven yards. Um, there was a lot of. Uh, trickeration used in that game to uh to for a couple of their scores and really they didn't need drake to have a big game so uh, again very disappointing a lot of big things were expected from drake this year uh not uh, just have not seen the production that a lot of people were expecting so and sting of the week number three Four rushes for 20 yards and getting ejected, I believe, in the first half of the game. Philip Lindsay, just not what you were hoping for, let's be honest. And and while it's not, you know, just a bad performance, it's the fact that he got ejected when, you know, he's having five yards of carry, was being uh, productive in the in the game. To just have a, a moment where you, you aren't thinking clearly and it, it costs your team, costs you. That's uh, that's uh, definitely hard to swallow, and I know that you know there are a lot of people that have him in their lineups because of how productive he has been so far. That uh, that 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 game really hurt. So, so those are our kings and sings for the running backs. Moving on to the wide receivers. Remember how I said earlier that I had faced you know the number two and number three running back on this list. Well, guess what? I also faced the number one wide receiver. Calvin Ridley, seven catches, 146 yards, and three touchdowns thrown to him from Matthew Ryan. Uh, big game for Ridley. Definitely not one that a lot of people saw coming. Uh, you know, they know we know that he, the Falcons wanted to get him more involved in the offense, and boy, did they today. Uh, I can't remember. I think he had like 10 or 11 uh, targets as well. I mean, he had tw- at one point he had twice as many targets as as Julio Jones for crying out loud, so they really want to get Ridley involved, and did they ever? Uh, number two, Robert Woods, ten catches, 104 yards, two touchdowns, so a big game from Robert Woods and and playing real well in that absolutely explosive Rams offense. And finally, the old man, Jordy Nelson, six catches, 173 yards, one TD, big game in Oakland. And Oakland loses again. Um, I don't know if this can be continued for Jordy Nelson. It's possible, um, especially if you know when we look at going over to the Stings. Amari Cooper, two receptions for 17 yards. He's just been un unappetizing as a fantasy player. And I know that Gruden wanted the offense to go through him. I am not seeing it from Cooper. I think that you know I know Just was really high on Cooper this year. I am not seeing it. This is just a, this is tough for uh, for me to see a lot of good things, a lot of good consistency moving forward. So, uh, number two sting, Robbie Anderson, two receptions for twenty two yards. Uh, just was not. He's not uh, the guy right now in in New York for the Jets for Sam Donald. It is Quincy Nunwa. He is going to get most of the targets in that passing offense. And number three, after being, I want to say, the number one king last week, he finishes as our sting number three. Stephon Diggs with four receptions for 17 yards. A lot of short passes being thrown today. 
by Kirk Cousins. At one point, uh, I want to say that Adam Thielen, while he finished, uh, while Thielen finished finally with a good game, at one point I want to say he had 11 targets for five catches and like 40 yards or something like that. It was it was really really low. So, um, all right. So that's uh that's it for our wide receivers. Moving on to the to the tight ends. Travis Kelsey, you know, a lot of people were freaking out after that first game. Oh, what's going on with Travis Kelsey? Well, they finally found the the connection between Kelsey and Mahomes. Eight catches, 114 yards, basically doing what we all expect Travis Kelsey to be able to do. So, um, good game from him. Number two, I'll bet you've never heard of this guy, and if you have, you are from Philadelphia. Uh, Dallas Godert, I believe is his name. Uh, seven of seven catches for 73 yards and a touchdown, um, was benched a week ago, uh, had a very, I mean, obviously had a, just an absolute career game. Um, let's see, wait a second. Yeah. So seven of seven catches today. Um, good game for him. Zach Ertz is still the guy there. This is, this is, you know, last year, Trey Burton had a couple of good games in that offense, even with Zach Ertz in the lineup. So this is not a continual thing. This is not a guy to stream. He is the number two tight end that just happened to be, you know, the the more productive guy today. And not by much because even Zach Ertz finished with five for 73. So Goder just happened to be the one to get in the end zone. And number three, amazingly, there actually is a Viking on the good side of our list tonight. Uh, Kyle Rudolph, five catches, 48 yards, and a touchdown. Really, it was the touchdown that saved him there. So those are our tight end kings. Uh, going to the Stings, the one that hurts me the most because I had him as a guy to stream. Had him in my lineup. Will Disley, one reception, four yards. The Seahawks really wanted to establish the run, and did they ever? Uh, I want to say that uh, Chris Carson ran... 32 times for 103 yards today in a touchdown. So uh, they really wanted to establish the run, and did they ever? So Will Disley, he is going to be back and forth. He is not going to be a regular part of this, a regular big-time contributor like he has the last couple weeks. But uh, he is still a big name or a big guy in the red zone that they will use just not as often as we all hope. Number two, Evan Ingram, one reception for 19 yards. I believe he actually went down with an injury, uh, was not able to return to that game. So, uh, you know, Ingram's one of those top, uh, one of those top flights. Well, not you know, top uh, 10 tight ends that everyone expects big things from. You're not going to not start him. You know, this is just one of those times where it just didn't didn't end up working out. And finally. Uh, to be honest, I almost kind of had to put uh, this last guy in our Stings category. And to be honest, he didn't have that terrible of a game. It's just the people who we expect to play well played well. And the, you know, the guys that we don't expect to do much at tight end didn't. So Jared Cook is our, we'll more make him an honorary Sting simply because it was five receptions, but for only 31 yards, only averaging six yards a catch. So. Um, not a great game from him, but really our stings for the most part were Disley and Ingram. So uh, that's it for our Kings and Stings section. Finally, what we want to do is we want to look at this last uh, this last game for the week, the Monday night football game. 
Pittsburgh Steelers at 0-1-1 against the 2-0 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I got to be honest, I'm, I'm really thinking that the Buccaneers are going to take this one. If we look at uh, the, the, uh, the numbers, league rankings, they are the number one and number two offenses. They are going to be explosive. They are the number one and number two passing offenses, which makes sense. Um, defense is not so great. Rushing, not great. And really, the reason that the rushing isn't great is because the Steelers in game two against Kansas City basically completely abandoned the run, still used James Conner in the pass game a little bit, but didn't run with him because they needed to pass the ball in order to catch up. Uh, if they can manage to establish a run um, and and keep a lot of the explosive plays from happening from the Bucks. James Conner is still very startable. I mean, I've got him in my lineups. I'm not taking him out of my lineups. He he is still going to run that Le'Veon Bell type role. Antonio Brown, I think, has a big game here. Not necessarily because he's just Antonio Brown, but I think with him missing out on a practice, I think he's irritated about what's going on, not only with the Le'Veon Bell situation, but just a lot of attention going to Juju Smith-Schuster, who's playing phenomenally, by the way. Uh, there's no downplaying what he is doing right now. Um, so he's definitely a start. But I think that in this game, Antonio Brown, I think it's the squeaky wheel is going to get some grease this week. And so I think that they're going to make a point of getting Brown involved in the game, in the passing game. And so I think that Antonio Brown could absolutely go off in the Monday night game. Uh, as far as the rest of the team, I know that Jesse James is a big name to that's been thrown around in the streamer category for tight ends. Last week he had a huge game. Again, over looking over time for Big Ben in terms of tight ends, he is never consistently used to tight end. Even when he had Heath Miller, who was a great tight end. I just don't see personally due to past history and how he has and how Big Ben has utilized tight ends, I don't see consistency coming from, from Jesse James. It's possible that he could have a good game here. I'm playing the odds and not going that direction. Uh, I would rather go with O.J. Howard on the other side, who while he may not get a whole lot of catches, his ability to run after the catch has proven to be a huge asset to him. And so, um, you know, I think you start, going back to the Steelers, you start Big Ben, you start Brown, you start Schuster, you start Connor. If you're streaming James, okay. But he's not a guy that I am actively going after. Uh, I need to see a little bit more. So, uh, in terms of uh, Tampa Bay, you're starting Fitzpatrick because he's the number one quarterback in fantasy right now you have no choice you're going to start him especially against a bad defense like the Steelers uh, you're going to start Mike Evans you're going to start Deshaun uh, Jackson as long as he is in the as long as he's in the lineup and he's healthy which right now he is Chris Godwin is a possible flex play uh, he's finished the last uh, couple games 34 you know 40 to 60 yards and a touchdown in both games so far he is actively being used in this offense because it's a high-flying offense. They're throwing the ball around all over the place. They don't have a running game. They're 30th in rushing. 
So because of that, they're going to continue to throw the ball around. And so that's what they're going to, you know, he is going to be involved. And again, OJ Howard, uh, I, I'm starting him in a league. You know, he has the ability again to make plays after the catch. So uh, Howard is definitely a guy that I'm looking at to, to be playing as well. So uh, I'm not involving myself with the running game for the Buccaneers. Uh, even when they build up big leads and just, you know, go with the running game, uh, Peyton Barber has not been able to do much. So uh, really you're involving yourself with the passing game with the Buccaneers and that's it. You're avoiding both these defenses because especially in this game, I think this is another shootout type of game just like the uh, New Orleans and Atlanta game was. So um, I believe that's it. That is all I have for you folks tonight. I want to thank you again for listening to the Skulking Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, please make sure to go to iTunes and subscribe. Leave us a review. Leave us a rating. Uh, subscribe on YouTube, wherever you see our podcast. We would greatly appreciate that. Thank you so much. Again, my name is Ryan Skullrood, and we will talk to you guys later. Hey, Skull King Nation. Thank you for listening to the Skull King Football Podcast. Did you like this episode? If so, be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube to subscribe. Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues. on the go it's got to be five hour energy it works fast it works long it tastes good and with zero sugar and four calories there's nothing holding you back fits your pocket fits your backpack fits your on-the-go life whether you're going to work going on vacation or just going out with friends five hour energy energy on the go for more information visit fivehourenergy.com